This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It's a pleasure to have you here, Simon. How are you doing? Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah, brother. No, we're happy to have you here. Anytime we can get a good conversation going, it's a blessing, man. So I like to kick things off, and it's no mystery for anyone who's been listening to this for a long time now, by asking the $1 million question. Uh, what was it like growing up? Did your parents work as entrepreneurs, business owners? Were they working professionals? What was it like? One of my parents had an entrepreneurial uh, DNA, and and one is a teacher who then became uh, mayor of his city. So one more traditional, one more entrepreneurial, and um, I got both both DNAs. But I soon realized, you know, in my twenties, uh, I tried so many different things, and that was my blessing. And the one thing that hit heart was actually when I could express my own velocity and my own values. And so I realized pretty quickly, I am utterly unemployable. (laughs) And today I know, oh yeah, that's an entrepreneur. (laughs) I see. Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel many who uh, host this show and who listen to the show can relate to that. It's uh, it's something it took me a long time to accept too, but it, it is true. There are just some people, just a different breed, a different breed. Uh, and it's really interesting to hear your background and and how that comes about. Because uh, what I have here is you actually combined both, right? You're in the business world, but you also help people understand certain things about how to maximize their sales and and really understand the landscape that is business in the digital world. How does this happen for you? Like where where do you how far back can you trace that origin? It's 21 years that I do only one thing. That's coaching entrepreneurs with go to market, how to enter a market, crush it in the market, stay in the market. And you know over the last years our main program uh is the strategy sprint. In 90 days, we double your revenue. Right now, people are in front of a recession or in the beginning of a recession or slow growth or even negative growth in their country. So right now, we are talking more how to prepare for you know, a, a slow growth or negative growth around you. So how you secure cash flow, stay liquid, stay around so that in 12 months, you are still in the game and you might buy some competitors or some suppliers if you do the right thing. So right now we're looking at the cost position, business model innovation, and uh, turning fixed costs into variable costs, um, having efficiency in your marketing systems, efficiency in your sales systems. What can you automate? What can you um, outsource? What can you cut? This is 
currently what people are are asking from us in the program and um, this is mainly what we what we coach them on really interesting work i and especially because now i'm curious given that you've been doing this for two decades now it sounds like uh do you find any patterns in regards to what keeps people from making sales that are maybe easy mistakes to make and yet easy to solve and yet most people somehow miss the point and and there's so many other things you'd like to teach and you and go deeper on but it seems these are the things that people always get hung up on yeah one mistake is to do what others do uh so the, the urgency tactic three more hours uh, and then it's gone and you know whatever <laughs> feels like you learned it in a program just don't do it okay just don't do it whatever you get in your email inbox is already old tactics so skip that whatever you you see is is old create your own stuff make it fresh make it you you are totally different like the three of us we are totally different look at here one of us has weapons the other one has plants the other one has nothing so <laughs> it's three so different people right we have three different people. How should we have the same sales tactics? It would yeah. work. It's not us, right? So I will talk about plants. <laughs> and, uh, and then it's me. And then it's fresh. And say, oh, today I gave water to that plant. And then I was uh, hugging that plant. That's That would be, you know, authentic. Do that. Do it surprisingly. Like today I created a Facebook ad. And I was playing around with my team and said, okay, I'll do a challenge, an eight minutes challenge. They have to challenge me in eight minutes. I have to find out the one thing that they need to do to scale their agency. If I don't, I lose. If I win, then uh, we we move on. And so make it playful. Make it, you know, how you would talk to a friend, how do you would talk to your kids. Make it real and forget what you have learned about sales, forget what you've learned about marketing. That's my main my main tip because the main pattern that I see, they go through some kind of course or book and then and then they do that. And as soon as you do what somebody else taught you to do, it feels like that. It feels salesy. Nobody wants to be sold, right? They want you to see their needs. And if you have the one thing that they need, to offer it. That's it. Oh man. Okay. Before I go any further, I want to check in with Jason here because I know this is his subject. <laughs> so I, I kind of feel like, um, like we, you're like a brother from another mother a little bit. Um, cause I can see how much we, we think alike when it comes to, you know, all these things. And <clears throat> I always love to say this, when the hell did authenticity become so difficult? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Right. And because, uh, you know, you hear all the be your authentic self. Aren't you already your authentic self? I mean, it's really hard to be somebody else. Right. But it's really easy to just be you. So, yeah. you know, I, I like, uh, you know, where you're where you're going with people, because it is very centric around each person individually, you can, it's like weight loss, right? You know, a hundred thousand take people take this magic pill to lose weight. Right. 
the four people it worked for are on the ad. (laughs) 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 So, so, so you can't, you can't cookie cutter this stuff. And, you know, I've been helping companies scale for years and there is no, uh, there's, there's a formula. Yes, of course, there's this kind of a specific formula, but it's a little bit different for every company. And that's because there's people involved. The second you put people into the mix, it changes everything. Now, if we had uh, everybody from worker B to CEO was just a robot and could just mechanically just do things that are, are, are straightforward all the time, be a really boring world, but, but then you could kind of cookie cutter that, but um, that's a crazy extreme to talk about. But, but, but the point is, is I like what, what you're talking about because it's about authenticity and it literally should be the least hardest thing that we should have to do as human beings (laughs) is that right there. And sometimes the simple things are hard to do, right? Hey, eat clean, speak clean, train every day. Everybody knows how to do it. It's, it's hard to do it every day. So what I did, I have three habits that I, and they are the operating system of my whole company, which is now in many countries, but it's simple daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit. And that became the strategy sprints method, which is now a book and a method, and there is a certification, but it's really just the three habits. So if 95% is not in my control, what is actually in my control? What can I do? So daily habit I write down how did I allocate my time today and I pick one thing to delegate tomorrow. Which one of these tasks will I delegate or cut or automate or outsource? Daily habit. And everybody in my team has to do that. So we all lead, not just the leader, the founder, the owner is the leader. Everybody is the leader. Everybody leads. So, and and by doing that, everybody moves on into more higher leverage tasks, takes on more responsibility and starts delegating, starts hiring. First, my team delegates to software, then to freelancers, then they hire and they say, Simon, I want a budget. I want to hire somebody. Sure, this is the budget, go on. And then just because of this daily habit, it's the daily flow. People can download it on strategiesprints.com. Then weekly habit, Weekly habit, a sprint dashboard, a dashboard with just three numbers. This week's marketing number, sales number, ops number, three numbers. And the only hard thing is when you have this conversation, what's the one marketing number that tells us most uh, relevant information? And so we have this conversation. We have a whitelist and a blacklist. They can pick from the whitelist. Then we agree to one. And for the next 90 days, we measure that marketing number every week. So the whole marketing team is aligned. Same with sales, same with operation. That's the weekly habit. And now you see everybody's doing the same, but of course, every dashboard looks different every week in every team, in every country, in every industry. So you're still authentic, but you have an operation, an, an, an operating system that lets you navigate all waters. And then the monthly habit is a competitive analysis and rebudgeting according to where are you winning against your competitors and where are you losing against your competitors. The two features where you are currently investing, but you're losing, we will cut 15% from there in the spreadsheet, in the budget, 
and reinvest it immediately in the next month into the two features where you're currently winning. That's what we call strategic uh, continuous budgeting. Because if you are winning in those two features this month and you put in 15% more attention, money, people, you're crushing it and you are in a defendable position. Now it's hard for other people to grab your lunch. It's easier for you to grab their lunch. That's what you call strategic advantage. Man, it is rare to get somebody to deliver such concise value like that on a show. Um, you you basically drove it home in that way. And it's not everybody that's prepared to deliver value like that. Uh, a lot of people are often good at doing what they do, but not good at teaching what they do. And it's clear to me that you've taken the time to really get that down for people. And I, I want to just highlight that behavior, that, that example of it, because what you said is important, but also how you've prepared what you want to say. And it's because you live it. I know that you, you can just speak on it because you live it daily, weekly, monthly. And it's like you said, most people will have trouble doing the daily, weekly, monthly, and just exercise alone, right? Just like for your health or eating better, um, but people won't neglect business as much as they will that because the business needs to keep going. So that is very valuable that you took the time to do that. I didn't even have to ask you for it. You, you, you dropped that knowledge and that is worth everything. So because you've already done that, I, I'd love to know what are you most excited about right now? in the work that you're doing because i mean you've got this background where you've worked with you know google you know to some to some capacity consilience ventures you, you know we're talking about companies that are pretty serious about what they do and so i want to know where is your heart right now given that you're very prepared i'd love to know what a goal or a vision for the coming year looks like for you i would just be curious to see how you format that I'm basically enjoying seeing the business grow in more and more time zones every month. We are adding coaches, we are adding clients. That's that's what I'm enjoying. And we're building community. There is now the, a joint venture club where we, we bring together entrepreneurs to become promotion partner for each other, referral partners. And so I, I am enjoying right now seeing the collaboration and the ecosystem um, being healthy and having fun. Where my heart is, is the next 12 months will be tough for most people on the planet. And we might not have seen such a negative growth. If, if we are young, like I'm 42, I have not seen that. I have not experienced that. I was so young, I, I didn't even feel it, right? I was probably just in the club while the recession happened. So right now, people, um, this is serious times. This is liquidity first. And what is liquidity? No leverage, no debt. Um, it means that you can pay bills. Uh, make sure you have a bulletproof um, cash flow reporting system. I see teams not having a bulletproof monthly cash flow report. They have, you know, they have a PL annually. Well, you cannot drive a ship with an annual PL. You need a monthly budget, and the budget starts with profits, then then revenues, then costs, then what you expect to pay, receivables, what you expect to get, what you expect to pay, and cash flow, what's coming in and out. 
If you get this every month, now you have your basic reality check. With this reality check, now you go through the cost positions, the biggest one first, personnel, suppliers, contractors, vendors, and say, okay, which one are fixed? Which one can I turn into variable? So this is on my heart right now. I want to help as many people as possible navigate the next 12 months in a healthy way so that they are still in business in two years. Um, that means cost management, business model innovation, improving the, the, the offer. The offer in a crisis, you have to sell different. You have to sell around the vitals. The vitals are time and money. Are you helping me have more time? Save time, save money, get money. Those four things are vital. This is what you sell in a crisis. You don't sell fancy features. Don't sell features. Nobody needs features in the next 12 months. So they need time and they need money. And so what if you are selling a technology, most people don't know that they are selling one of those two things. So if you are selling a technology, let's say a software or something tech, you are, you are actually selling time because technology is, you know, one more hand, two more eyes, uh, two more legs. Technology is actually an expansion of our body and of our productivity. So it helps you save time um, or scale your capabilities, increase your productivity. Um, so time, money, you have to refine your offer, recheck your offer. The life of your users is changing. How does your offer need to, to change with it for you to stay relevant? What do they really need right now? And go through your cost positions. Make sure you have variable costs, not fixed costs. So how um, we can go there if you want how to turn them. But fixed costs are always the same. So if you have a bad sales month, you still have costs, you're out of business. What you want to have is less sales, less costs, more sales, more costs. So first pay from the profits, not from the revenues. And second, pay in, in a scalable way, in a way that goes up and down with, your, with the results that people bring. So a performance-based component in there. And you can renegotiate all of, all of your vendors all of your suppliers and even your employees according to that. Oh man. I mean, this is just going, this is like free game, as they say on the streets. This is, this is free knowledge, the kind of stuff that most people would have to pay for just, just to be able to, to even consider these things. A lot of people put a, a paywall or some kind of gate before being able to access this, but you're so right. And I can tell that your heart is in it because you're talking about it without being prompted uh, and without asking for, for anything up front. And it's, it's the most valuable thing is to have somebody talk about these things right now, like you said, in the next 12 months. And I'm glad that we have you on here doing that because there are a lot of people that are going to be impacted by that. It's for me, it's exciting just to know that we have somebody on the show today that's really driving that point home because a lot of people in business are kind of like, yeah, well, we know it's happening, but we'll all figure it out. And you're like, or we can work together to make sure that you don't worry about that. But I'm going to need you to be serious about making some changes in the way that you look at the way your business is running for the next 12 months. And the best part is that these changes can help you scale and continue to improve your business for as long as you're doing business. And there's something there's something to be said about that, Simon. And, and and I really appreciate that that's where you're coming from. 
uh, and what you're excited about. That just goes to show the kind of entrepreneur that you are. You know, we get a lot of people on this show, right? That they give value, but if you were really listening to what was just said, that was far more than value. Those are the key things that, those are some of the key things that drive business right there. That a a lot of people don't come on this show and, and don't drop the stake, right? So, you know, I hope you took that as the audience that's listening out in the interwebs right now, um, I hope you take that and I hope you apply what he was just talking about, because that's not something a lot of our guests come on here and just drop that kind of information like that. So take that package it and use it. And thank you for, for doing that because a lot of people don't do that when they come on this show, they give just the sizzle and not the steak. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm glad you like it. And, you know, all these tools that I'm talking about, they are open source. Uh, they can go to strategiesprints.com, download them, implement them for free. If there is also the book, which as a Kindle is very affordable, and even the book itself is very affordable, uh, Strategy Sprints on Amazon, where I share my checklists, my blueprints. It's on my desk right now. It's my manual. It's like a cookbook. Uh, uh, what do I need to do? Marketing. Okay, how do I do marketing? Wait, wait, wait a moment. Step one, step two, step three. And I do literally that. Sometimes I skip steps because I think I'm smarter than the process. It never works. <laughs> never works. I have to go back to the book. <laughs> oh, man. It's so true. So true. Anytime I've ever tried to skip a step in anything, it has never worked out for me. And Jason, thankfully, reminds me there are certain things you just have to do. And uh, I'm lucky that that I have someone in my corner doing that. But you're right, you're right. We all we all try to get ahead of it. And there's you got to do what you got. You got to pay the cost, no matter what the cost of entry, no matter what you're doing. Man, this is such a great conversation. So I want to take a minute to give a a shout out to one of our supporters that made an episode like this possible by helping the show stay uh, stay afloat, and that is uh, sharing the credit with Will Black. So every time you see someone swipe a debit card or a credit card, your business, I'm sure you're familiar with the fees that go to the bank for doing that, right? Well, I don't know if you know this, but legally you are allowed to, instead of letting the money go to a bank, actually go to a nonprofit of your choice. That's crazy, but you can actually do that and double the impact. So if you're an entrepreneur that's excited about impact and how many organizations you're helping and things of that nature, and that's really what you do, this is an easy win for you to multiply your impact by simply having the setup redone and it is all proven and they've got the numbers to show so that you can choose, let's say you care deeply about forestation and making sure that the the, the fauna and the flora stay where they're supposed to be and that the amounts are supposed to be. You can find an organization like that and have them take over that fee that it's going to a bank and let's face it, they've got plenty of money and probably a little bit more than they need from us. And you can take that to someone else. And that if you're interested in doing that, you can go to sharingthecredit.com and let them know what the war room sent you and they'll take care of you. Uh, with that said, Simon, you did mention some of the things that people can access, but where do you prefer for people to get a hold of you if they wanted to connect with you? I have a YouTube channel where I share every week my newest mistakes and learnings it's called Simon Severino. And um, most information about us, the tools, and what we're on, you find at strategiesprints.com. 
Oh, that's awesome, man. Once a week. Oh, because it's a habit, the weekly habit. <laughs> of course. Oh, man. I'm a simple person. It's those things, right? It's, I, I almost cannot operate on routine. And I know that that is my biggest weakness because it is, it is the routine activities when done right that scale, grow, develop, explode anything. Right. I'm a simple I, person. If, if it's important, I do it weekly. If I don't do it weekly, it's not important. I don't do it at all. Yeah, man. And important isn't always urgent, right? In fact, it's usually not. <laughs> oh, man, this is good. It becomes Listen, urgent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some people just love the urgent stuff, man. They just yeah, love it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. <laughs> if you feel the adrenaline rush all the time, yeah, yeah that might feel sexy, but it's not productive. No, no, yeah. no. It, calm, tranquil. I always say, fast like a cheetah, but happy like a dog. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. You know, calm, That's centered funny. productivity with your your flow and some repeatable element in there. I prefer that than to. <laughs> No, man, that's, that's, that's what you call uh, uh, living a life of crisis that always becomes an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody else's emergency. You end up puking your world, crisis yeah. on yeah. somebody else and making it their emergency, right? Mm-hmm. So it's nothing no, fun man. about that. <laughs> no, it's it's real, man. Um, I, I really, it's, I've, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people, but it's really rare that I get a chance to talk to somebody where, they were they were as prepared as you are to deliver and keep things flowing, man. Uh, so I'm really grateful uh, about, that you did that. There's really only one question before I turn it over to Jason to close this out. But I want you to know that I've genuinely enjoyed this conversation. And it's not like I don't enjoy the other ones. But this one in particular, I took a lot away from as well. So and, and that that doesn't always happen, mostly because people haven't prepared what they wanted me to take away. Uh, but the question is. And this is open-ended. There's no wrong answer. But if you could have chosen to invite anyone to this room with us today to talk or maybe just listen from any point, place, time in the world, I'm talking anyone, who would you have loved to have here in this room sitting in with us uh, and why them? Oh, look, there is my spiritual teacher. His his name is Rupert Spira. Uh, When he is in the room, something happens which is everybody gets super calm and super happy. I don't know how he does it. It's just his presence. He meditates a lot. And so just his presence, he is in the room. Everything becomes super calm, super centered, and you connect to your happy place. Um, His books are amazing. His retreats are amazing. So if I can have somebody, I would put him here as number four into this round. Yeah, man. Okay. I love that. And it's something that I remember when I was doing it as a habit and meditating on a regular basis, I was doing better overall with my health. Um, even, but it's the same thing with exercising or anything that you do regularly, right? There's an anchoring, uh, that occurs when you do something like that. And somewhere along the way, I let a lot of other things sort of unanchor me. And it's, 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 I'm glad we had this conversation because. As you know, we're all humans and these kind of reminders beyond all the other value you gave, but just the reminder of the importance of a routine 
and the importance of a habit and how it impacts your business and in your life and your health. Just really needed that, man. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Jason because it is tradition for him to close us out. But uh, you're one of the good ones, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I will say that uh, it's not that we don't get get lots of guests that share lots of value, but I think you dropped the mic this time for us today. And I'm grateful for that. And, uh, you know, I always like to say thanks for, uh, you know, spending the time here. We all have the same 168 every week and, uh, thanks for stopping by for 31 and, uh, dropping some really good value on our audience and, and even us. So it's very much appreciated and very grateful you're on the show. Thank you for doing this, for showing up uh, for your audience, holding the space, and uh, keep rolling. Right on, brother. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.